High rates of Gen Z are entering STEM careers. Yet, why are there still so few women in engineering? We continue our pursuit of talking to the women who are in engineering. We go to University of Twente in the Netherlands. This time we're looking at chemical science and engineering. What is chemical science and engineering? And what adversities do women face in the study? Everything's a chemical, technically. <laughs> wake up and be like, okay, time to battle the gender gap. <laughs> it's never like, he's a b mm. Nobody's gonna say that about a man. Today's guest is from Sri Lanka, but she lived a good portion of her life in Bangladesh. She now studies chemical science and engineering at the University of Twente, and also she tutors other students to help them thrive in their studies. This is the Gen Z in STEM podcast. I'm your host, Maya Drin, and I hope you're as curious as I am. Let's get to it. Vinaya. Hello. <laughs> so you study chemical engineering at the University of Twente. Uh, if I know nothing whatsoever about chemical engineering, can you explain to me what is chemical engineering? Chemical engineering is basically where you create or pro produce different sort of manufactured products. You can It can be like chemicals, pharmaceuticals, food, anything. And mostly we do processing of those. And for in UT, uh, chemical engineering, you can have a speci specialization. So basically, you can have either process engineering or material science engineering, which is like the main things we do. So Okay. Okay. And then so in the time you've had, because you've been like studying for a bit more than a year now, mm -hmm. what kind of projects or things and like specific courses have you uh, undergone? So for the first module, we had like a project about research. We do a lot of research in this study. So we researched on how methane in dumps affect the environment and how you can prevent that, things like that. That was first module and it was basically like an organic chemistry type of module. And then the second module was where we got hipped a little into process engineering. And then we had to design an actual plant with, that made ethylene glycol. And that was kind of cool, actually, because you could actually make the mass balance and the heat balance, and you can sort of see like a mini-sized version of what you can actually do in the future. And module three, it was again research where we made uh, something that could like how, what material could improve a biosensor sensitivity. So that was again a lot of research. And in module four, we did an electrochemistry one where we did we, where we were in the lab and did experiments and then like built up a hypothesis and saw where if it was right or wrong. So again, more research, but hands-on. Okay, so. and I heard so at some point you go in the lab. Mm -hmm. How is it to go in the lab? Do you like test chemicals? What's happening in the lab? <laughs> okay, so it's not as cool as people think it is going into the lab because like module one to three, module one we actually synthesized banana flavoring. <laughs> And uh, my test tube exploded, and I smell like banana for like <laughs> two, three days later, because <laughs> pressure. <laughs> and um, but in module two, it was more process related, where we tested out things like a sister reactor, or just uh, uh, that just different type of reactors, and more process engineering related stuff. And then module three, we did more materials, so CDs and uh, rubbery material and like sort of that was in the lab and in module four it was you build your own experiment and that was actually kind of a cool lab because you get to like see okay i'm gonna test this today and we're gonna see if it's gonna work out and that was always a chance it's not gonna work out and then all of the work that you did for like two days and four hours is over 
So, yeah, that's what we basically do. But I guess it is what well, well, I would think is in the lab because, you know, things exploded. So yeah. <laughs> I guess <laughs> what it is. Okay. And so, I f- so what was your, like, favorite part or, yeah, favorite part of chemical engineering so far? I think it was the process engineering part. Mm-hmm. I really do like building a plant. It's just, to me, it's so logical. It's basically mathematics. And you just, you see, oh, how much do I need to make? And what are the reactions happening here? And what is going to affect it? And we just adjust it according to, like, the selectivity of it. And you can actually build a plant. And this module, we're doing a little more of process engineering. And this is, it's a lot more complicated than a module two project. And it's just, it is, it's a lot of work because <laughs> our Excel sheet has like, I think, 400, 500 lines. But still, it's it's fun. And I had fun. I'm having fun doing it. I didn't even know Excel could have that many lines. Uh, <laughs> Excel's horrifying. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And so I was doing a bit of research trying to understand chemical engineering. And something that came up a lot of times mm-hmm. was process engineering. Mm-hmm. But it seemed kind of linked. So first of all, what exactly is process engineering and how is it interconnected to chemical engineering? Process engineering, I think chemical engineers mostly end up as process engineers. Like That is mostly their job. But process engineering is the whole processing of things. That's, the, that's where it links to chemical engineering because in chemical engineering, you process things, but you use the chemistry, right? But process engineering is just, it's the same thing. But we call it chemical engineering because there's more chemistry. And because my project, my I'm sorry, my um, program is called chemical science and engineering. Actually, so there's a lot more chemistry. But I think process engineering is a more um, specific path you can take in comparison to chemical. I think chemical is more broad, but I'm not exactly mm-hmm. sure. Okay, okay, and so, okay. So then process engineering could be just like with everything, like with just like gen- generic things or is that something? Anything, like toothpaste. You could, that's also a process technically. Like how are you gonna be, like what is in toothpaste or just any food? My uncle is a chemical engineer and he does tea actually. And he's about like how to dry tea without um, using a lot of chemicals or like what are the different reactors you can and reactors you could use mm-hmm. to dry things like that so it's i think chemical engineering is basically everything anything that you can process it's you can be a chemical engineer and do that that's kind of cool that's so cool <laughs> yeah okay and so you also mentioned that um in chemical engineering there's quite a lot of like it's heavily research based mm. but um so what part of this like analytical and like troubleshooting approach have you um, been able to apply into your life if any and how does it manifest so again research I think it's more because my program again is chemical science and technology um, engineering which is in the in, it's not in the engineering technology faculty it's in the science and engineering faculty so I think you use more of research and how to you I think they prepare you for an academic career a little so there's a lot you do that is like conceptual modeling and things like just the way you think about research in general and how you search for us search reports it's such a big thing I'm, I'm not sure if this is just a UT thing either but it's such a big thing where you have to like they teach you how to search for information and if this is like credible or 
how to use Scopus but properly and like all of the little um, I guess sort of like the you can use like apostrophes and then you can use asterisks and this is how you use it type of thing so it's it is very useful in general because I'm learning how to search things in just in any database ever which is very cool and then you're also doing conceptual modeling which is basically like a lot of critical thinking and like rationalizing like okay so basically there's this problem and then what is the next step from the problem okay this there's these solutions but out of these solutions which solution do you pick and why would you choose this solution it's very logical again and it just builds up onto basically something that is again uh, a not serious version of like a research paper but it's in it's just an undergrad student so nobody really cares <laughs> but if if you i think build up on it it's mm -hmm. basically a research paper and that's mm -hmm. and that's very helpful i think later because i'm also thinking about something that is like an academic career mm -hmm. so it's very useful mm -hmm. but i'm curious like so the connection to life like i mean so you can use it academically and then you know how to structure things if you're going into an academic career but like i'm curious if i don't know just the structure you know you were talking about oh you know if and information or something is credible. Mm. Do you go in life and I don't know watch news around you or watch a Siri <laughs> and go like, hmm, I, I don't know about this and if this is credible or does that not really? Mm, I can do that with like basically um, things that are you know anything any product that has chemical like chemist mm. whatever the ingredients in it. I can read it and be like, oh, people are, people always make such a big deal of chemicals. I think they go like, oh my god, this is bad, this is bad, but. Everything's a chemical, technically. <laughs> so it's just, it's very funny to me when people are like, oh my god, no, I can't, there's there's too much chemicals in this. Like, a vegetable is, that's just, like, if I tell you that, oh, vitamin C, you're like, oh, cool. But if I go, oh my god, it's L-ascorbic acid, <laughs> you're going to be like, no, it's an acid. I can't put it on my face. I can't eat that. It's vitamin C. <laughs> so it's just, I think that is very useful, I think. You can but go to the supermarket and be like, and kind of know what is in what. <laughs> <laughs> that's my goal. I want to know every chemical ever. And then later, you know, be like, no, that one, not good. <laughs> that would be nice. Actually. But some are good. <laughs> yeah, some are good. <laughs> Don't get scared by the long scientific <laughs> name. <laughs> okay. So, okay. So a step back. Uh, before U20. Mm. So you lived a while in Bangladesh. Mm. So when you were in Bangladesh for like your prior education, mm. um, how did you come into contact with like chemistry and how did you decide you liked chemistry and wanted to go into chemical and science engineering? Um, so I was, I did, science was mandatory. So you had to do science and math was again mandatory. <laughs> <laughs> but math I liked from when I was a child. It was very, it's just numbers. You know, you can manipulate it. You can just, the moment you understand how to do it, you can just do it forever. And I was like, okay, I want something with math related. And then I did sciences. And for a moment, I was into physics. I was like, okay, physics, kind of cool. Astrophysics, I feel like that's that's everybody though. Astrophysics is very cool to everyone. Rockets. Always, yeah. <laughs> so, but then I, later I did, when I was doing more science, then I later chose A-levels. I did um, edXL A-levels, so that's the British system. And then when I did A-levels, I did physics, chemistry, biology, and math, because science lover, you know? And then I was like, I did more physics, and I just realized I did not like physics that much. Physics, especially, like, I don't know, it was it was fun, 
but it was just not my thing. But chemistry, we just had so much scope, and it just it it made less sense than physics did, because physics was is I still think is more logical than chemistry, but it's just organic and like compounds. And I was very into skincare at one point in my life, and all the chemicals, and it's just it was just like okay. Chemical engineering sounds like a fun thing to do, and you can also, because my uh, my other option was chemistry, but I liked math too much to just do chemistry, so I went to chemical engineering instead. So. So you knew early on, or uh, when did you kind of round what age or what time did you realize, hmm, I, I like this and I uh, might want to pursue this? Pretty late, I think, because around eighteen, seventeen, eighteen, I think, because I was very unsure. I was I'm so indecisive so I was like okay medicine <laughs> mechanical like so many options that you could do For and sure. then I chose this and I like it so <laughs> That's great that's that's essential and I mean everyone takes their own time to figure out what they like but yeah it's not that lead on <laughs> Okay so okay so moving on um so now so you're here and you study here and in general engineering is a field where there's a very low woman <laughs> amount, like percentage in courses. Chemical engineering is a bit higher compared to all the different types. And um, you told me that in your year and actually the year before, they have quite a good ratio, around 40, maybe a bit more now after yeah. the second year uh, of women in the course. But are there, I'm curious because, so we all say like, okay, if we manage to get to a certain ratio, well, now everything will be perfect because now the ratio is equal, so everything's fine. But are there still underlying like problems and challenges you face uh, of studying just engineering as a woman in your year or in chemical engineering? Um, there's a, I feel like because we have actually we're 50%, so it's like it's exactly one-to-one. -one. Mm -hmm. So, But I'm so comfortable in my class because like, when I compare myself to other women in STEM, they always say that, oh, it's just like very little circle of girls and it's just us as like, you know, us against all of it. Mm -hmm. But for us, it's like you can have multiple friend groups of girls and it's just like, oh, it's a n normal environment, basically. So I you'd never feel it. You don't feel it as strongly, I think, definitely, because and they're so supportive and. I love being around women anyway. <laughs> so it's like a very supportive environment. Mm -hmm. But then but then when you work with men, I think it's just always a little more different than it is when you work with women. Mm -hmm. But I think that's again everywhere. And again, it's not all women, all women or all men. Yeah. Obviously. <laughs> <Definitely>. <laughs> but like there are there are instances where you can you think, "Oh, I would not be doing it the same way he would be doing it. Mm -hmm. But I like the way he's doing it too, so it's mm -hmm. it's fine. <laughs> mm -hmm. Okay, so I'm curious. Um, so in what I've seen through my friends and a bit myself too is, um, for instance, in project groups, I mean, of course, there's always going to be, we mm -hmm. have luck that we have quite a bit of women too. Mm -hmm. Not that many, but we have some in each group. So there's groups with men and women. And it's never the man or the woman, like you're saying. It's like the people, like yeah. certain around the people. But then you have more patterns sometimes mm. in men. But like um, in a project group, we're working together. And there's instances where, uh, I don't know, we're working on something on a very specific part of the project. And it's just this thing where if something goes wrong in the project and you're working on it, uh, it's that accountability or something like that. Like 
uh, a woman is more likely, or I feel like me and my friends are more likely to like internalize mm-hmm. that um, the problem as being ours or lack of uh, being able, lack, not lack of worth, but like lack of skill or something like that. Even though everyone in a project, when we start, no one knows what's happening. Mm-hmm. And then slowly we start to figure it out and like understand it. But at the start, we don't, we don't know what's happening anyway, but we'll internalize it more than our male peers in general. Mm-hmm. And I'm wondering if that's like a cultural thing, but is that something you have seen in your course too or not at all? It is. People often treat me like I'm a little more like ditzy than I like they don't. I feel like sometimes a lot of the, whenever I have worked in a project group, with men it's especially to other like women they don't give them as much credit or they don't believe i I don't it's not something that you just say out loud like oh you're not smart you're not as smart as me but sometimes when you do things you can sort of feel it like they're questioning you and especially other men like sometimes there have been times i have a very smart friend in my class and i've worked with her for most of my projects and people at the beginning of the module, like module one, module two, I guess, people would rather ask some, like a guy that was not even a part of the project questions about our project than ask her or me. I like, she's very smart. Like I'm, I consider myself okay, but she's very smart as a person. Like she's the smartest person I know in our study. And people would rather ask like this random second year that failed at least like two or three classes then ask her because I feel like they don't give her enough credit but you know she knows way more and she understands way more but it's just that I guess that's just how it is and if whenever I feel like especially in module like the rest of the modules because module I think three and four I worked with an all-women group but the rest of the modules I always felt like um, not even just my project group, but in most project groups, I find men a lot more confident than women are because girls are always like, oh my God, I don't know anything. Or if I even if I knew something, I'd be like, okay, I think this is the value, but I'm not really sure. Maybe you can check it yourself. But mm-hmm. I read on it. I, I, <laughs> I kind of do know. But even now I'm saying I kind of do know, <laughs> but I know <laughs> is the point. But like, I guess it could be like the whole your more humble thing but I'm, I'm not sure what it is I don't think it's a bad thing either or like the man's confidence is a bad thing either it's just that they are and I wish I was a little more confident with myself also mm-hmm. to say things that I know with like just certainty mm-hmm. so that people don't question me mm-hmm. but people question me anyway so <laughs> <laughs> they treat me a little like I feel like it also depends on how you carry yourself. Mm-hmm. And if you're on more on like the friendlier side, they just don't take you seriously at all. And that's something that, that I've just come to accept because mm-hmm. I like how I am now. I'm not going to be like very serious and stoic mm-hmm. just so that these people would take me seriously. And anyway, with your work, and if you're saying like you're working in an all-girl group or you're working anyway, mm-hmm. with time, we'll see what you do yeah. and then you'll be able to demonstrate anyway your skills. And yeah. And I mean, who are you proving? You don't have to exactly. prove yourself to anyone, right? Yeah, module three, when we, we module three and four, when we were working in our all women's group, our we were thriving. <laughs> our grades were so high. <laughs> it was like, it was crazy, and I was there was no like, oh my god, do this, do that, or just there was no like tension. It was it was so chill. I 
I really love working with women, actually. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And, okay, something I'm also curious about is, I don't know if you know the concept of, you know, hard and soft skills. Okay. So, I mean, for anyone listening anyway, uh, hard skills is more, like, actually task-related and, like, the competence to get the project done. Mm -hmm. Or, like, yeah, uh, programming, coding. Mm. And then soft skills is, like, how you work with someone and it's more on personality and things like that mm. and i'm curious if so with soft skills usually we associate it more with women mm-hmm. and if there's um an accept not acceptance uh, expectation you know when you go into a group that a woman will have to like you know uh work a bit more on the group dynamics mm-hmm. uh listen and stuff like that because i've had uh friends also who were in a project group and they said an idea and sometimes men would go and say the exact same idea that they had already said. Mm-hmm. And I wonder if just this thing of, like, you know, listening and, like, um, being able to, you know, manage a group. I mean, both skills are important. But if often women are expected to have these more than men. Yeah. I don't know if that's the something you've seen or something that applies. Yeah. So I am a learning assistant now, which is mm-hmm. basically like a tutor. So what I do yeah. is I tutor groups. Mm-hmm. that are first years and when comparing if you compare my my year where we were more again more uh women it was i think it was just like they me all i always want a pleasant working environment so and i am i like how i like feminine things so like i like being feminine i don't care about it and it's just soft skills. I, it's something I genuinely appreciate because cause I don't like bad group dynamics. And, and I know that it's like an expectation that falls. It, that is true. It's like an expectation that falls on women. And then like the men are like, okay, I'm going to quote this. Like, okay, sure. <laughs> I can also quote. Actually, no, I'm pretty bad. <laughs> but most women can quote. <laughs> okay. But uh, it's just, it's it's there definitely and i feel it less because i think i appreciate it more Mm -hmm. but i like i think with my friends i think some of them are burdened by it and the need to always okay this though so when again this is one of my about one of my friends she Mm -hmm. went in i think in like module two or something she worked with a project group that was i think one girl uh two girls and four guys i think and none of the group was doing work and the girl i think was just not into it either so then she was she's a very nice person in Mm -hmm. general i like i love her Mm -hmm. but then she had to be very assertive and Mm -hmm. very dominant and just to get things done she was i think i went one morning she was yelling at them (laughs) and then Mm. but like she's that made people not like like Mm. people were like oh it just made them hate her. But, like, the need to always, like, you can't always be like, oh, my God, can you please do your work? Mm-hmm. Can you pretty please? Like, you can't do that when you're doing a project. Mm-hmm. And I see guys being, like, very, I don't know, assertive also. But it's never like, oh, she's a, can I swear on here? <laughs> Go ahead. Yeah, it's never like he's a bitch. Like, mm-hmm. nobody's going to say that about a man. Like, oh, mm-hmm. he's just a man. He's just a person that wants to get, to get things done. Okay, cool. He's, like, a boss dude you know whatever (laughs) yeah but like she would be a bitch like people would just be like oh my god she's a bitch and she's just she's on her period or like pm like 
god yeah she's just trying to get the work done also i don't know mm-hmm. why you think the stigma where it's yeah. like mm-hmm. not the same thing for both genders no, for some reason no it really isn't i don't know why you think that because she's so capable again and people are just like oh my god she's a bitch mm-hmm. no mm-hmm. yeah makes sense and i think it's this thing i was talking earlier with some friends that like okay and what I'm seeing with what you're saying is that, okay, so now you have a ratio that's equal, mm-hmm. but there's still this thing missing. Like, th- there's still time needed and there's a transition that's going to have to take place before these things are fixed. Because, okay, yes, first thing is getting more women mm-hmm. in these fields. But now we need also, like, culture. We need, like, lots of different things to, like, really reach a level where everything's comfortable and there's, you know, many things to battle. But, yeah. yeah. That's true. It's just, again, my study is uh, just gender ratio wise it's very equal and it's a very comfortable study and i don't think it's it's also like a personality thing i guess just not exactly all men or all women just different personalities Mm -hmm. just coming together to do stuff but still you can there's still an underlying sense of you know that women are just treated a little i guess less Martyr, or I, I like a better word. Okay, <laughs> I need to think of a better word for this. But like, it's just that I feel like women don't get as much as credit. Mm-hmm. But in my year, I fully believe that most of the smartest people in my year are women. Just mm-hmm. generally, it's kind of a. This is just how mm-hmm. it is. And <laughs> but it's nice that your whole class is supporting, and oh, you can yeah. really like focus on the chemistry and science yeah. and not on the things that no. lay behind it as much no we're not we're not very focused on that because again it's a pretty equal study and i'm so grateful <laughs> every day because i don't think i'm in a mood to like wake up and be like okay time to battle the gender <laughs> you know it's not my <laughs> mood every day it's uh i'm glad i don't have to do it and i'm sad that people like in Sri Lanka, for example people have to do it i think only three percent of the engineers are women so that's a that's a ratio that yeah. I have to wake up to every day. <laughs> that will that will make me give me depression real fast. So. <laughs> okay, well, thank you so much for your time. Uh, I think this was an interesting conversation, <laughs> and I hope it brought value to others. Definitely brought value to <laughs> me. <laughs> uh, yeah, so thank you. I'll see you. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. If you liked it, please share it with your friends and the family, and stay tuned because in two weeks next episode will be released.